0: Okay, hi guys. Welcome back to my podcast, Manifest and Hustle. I'm your host, Emmy Corinne. I'm a model, actress, influencer, YouTuber, TikToker, author, playboy, playmate, only fans, top percent creator, and of course, the baddest booch. My Instagram is Emmy Corinne, Twitter says Emmy Corinne, OnlyFans.com slash Emmy Corinne, OnlyFans.com slash Emmy TV, YouTube Emmy Corinne Everything else just DM me on Insta. Alright, today's episode is kind of a downer. First of all, sorry I haven't done episodes in a minute i'm going to be doing them twice a week there's going to be a schedule with days it's going to be like monday at 9 p.m or something like that i have to just research what the best days are and then come up with like a schedule but i am going to be more professional because i guess a lot of people listen to this um today's episode is just personal it's what i'm going through and i feel like half the reason i have a podcast is to inspire people the other half is to like share my life and um yeah I honestly like share like 10% of myself if that like I know everybody says that but I'm very just reserved and just always have been that way where I don't really open up a lot about myself to anybody even if I'm really close to them I just never really let people in but um I will share some of this with you guys this whole shit show that I went through and hopefully you know I've read a lot of stuff listened to other podcasts about it and tried to learn from it. Um, so I hope I can give information that will help you as well. So I just got out of a toxic relationship and the entire time I called it abusive, but I don't really know if I believed it. I mean, I knew it was abusive, but I just felt like I was exaggerating stuff. Um, and this time I'm like okay I can see why everyone's telling me he's abusive I totally get what everyone's saying and like it sucks because you feel like you were wearing like glasses the entire time and you just were seeing things differently that everyone else was seeing it and you feel stupid because everyone was right and you wanted to be right um but I do believe everything happens for a reason and I do believe that like you always are upgrading and there's always like like a reason things happen but it hurt because I was in love with this person honestly it was like really like my first real 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 relationship as an adult and I loved him like we like lived together basically we just were always in the same spot um we did everything together and I was so close with him like I was just so like I I was like we were like the same person sorry I'm in New York and it's super loud um But I wasn't going to record an episode, but I'm like, you guys are going to have to hear the background noise because it's super (laughs) loud in New York. Um, But anyways, I was in love with this person and everyone says like, why wouldn't you leave if this person is mean to you or abuses you or is toxic and you hate them? Why wouldn't you just leave? And I used to say that to people before I got into some sort of addiction relationship like this. And honestly, the truth is like, one, I was just addicted to him. But mainly it was just, I feel like if you've been in this situation where there's just these extreme highs and extreme lows, you really just get addicted to the drama of it and then like chasing the high. Like I always was just trying to get the love back or the um get his approval back or something like that. Where like normally in this case when we would break up, I would do something or he would do something to get the other person back. And like, I don't know, I I used to believe that guys are supposed to chase the girl. And I do think like you should fight. I think there's a difference. Like fight for things is different than chasing. Chasing is a game. Chasing is like, you know, you're, you're, you're purposely playing the silent game or blocking or ignoring whatever. And out of ego, fighting for things is out of connection and love. And because you care about them and the relationship, ours was all surface level it was just ego and my mom's like you didn't love him I said my mom thinks she's like he didn't love you you didn't love him honestly I don't know I mean I I feel extremely hurt I feel heartbroken so it doesn't really matter that's how I feel whether I loved him or I didn't I know how I feel and it's like shit and um one like I think people think it would just never happen to me like people just think that I'm not gonna get hurt or cheated on or anything like that or dumped and honestly like no one's like saved safe from it like i like a lot a lot of my friends that you would think never would get in a shit relationship they do um and a lot of people that get in these toxic relationships it doesn't start out as like blaring in your face drama um it creeps up on you and then you get in this cycle and i feel like that's where love bombing comes in and all this stuff but he definitely was like a sociopath i mean that's what my dad says and my mom but i mean yeah i i can everyone's been right about everything so far so yeah i guess he is kind of a sociopath and like with something like that it's just kind of hard for me to feel the same way as if it were a person that you know they were it was a perfect relationship or had a lot of love like a lot of like him being nice or mainly what my ex would do was play defense mainly what he would do is try to always be right or wrong and what i think in a relationship is you're not supposed to be right or wrong it's about getting your point across and being heard and seen by your partner you shouldn't want to be right or wrong no one it, it, that's not healthy and that's not a relationship this guy's pretty much incapable of having a healthy relationship and i took him on as like a project And a lot of the stuff he does is a super red flag and the way he thinks about things. And it's like, I don't know, anybody would ever, I don't know how it would work. Um, But, you know, whatever, whatever, whoever's meant for him, what, like, good luck. But um, I still, at the end of the day, I don't want to like keep bashing. I want to come back to me here and the addiction of it. And because the highs are so high and the lows are so low, you have to eventually break that cycle. And it is a cycle of abuse. It's push and pull. And I didn't want to call it abuse, and I didn't want to think that I was being abused because I wasn't getting hit. So I thought that it didn't matter. But it, the truth is, is that it's honestly just as bad. Um, I what would happen like to me? I think this is like something that a therapist told me is like really not good. I would start to like question like my ex would tell me like stuff that I would do like he'd be like oh you are talking to this guy you're cheating with this guy you're um you're a whore you fuck everybody he would gaslight me all the time about my reality like you know how they say like they try to convince you about your reality like he would try to convince me about the people that want to work with me they just wanted to use me and um like everything was spun extremely negatively and i thought he was looking out for me like you know they frame it like oh i'm just have your best interest but the therapist and like everything i've read and like seen from other people that were gaslit and victims of like emotional abuse all have the same exact story and that's when i started kind of getting like this knot in my stomach when i started reading about everyone else's story of like emotional abuse and i was like this is the same thing that i'm going through and I would have to do like reality checks where I would check in with like my parents or my friends and I'd be like, wait, or even social media. I'd be like, am I right for thinking this is bad? Um, Or did I, is this right? Like I would kind of like screenshot stuff and send stuff and my friends and my family and even people on Instagram were like, yo, this is messed up. And I wasn't an angel, you know, like I feel like that's also part of being in an abusive relationship. It makes you into someone you're not and like because you're one playing defense and two you're like traumatized and have ptsd you're almost like trying to you're one you're trying to be mean back in some situations and two like you're mean to other people you have anxiety it's just i didn't like who was making me but i also was just trying to like keep it trying to keep him and i kept thinking i'm gonna fix it i'm gonna make it better um if i just get him to go to a therapist he'll like see that he's wrong like Not wrong, but like that, he would listen to me, I guess. Um, and he he would see that his points of view were just kind of insane and very judgmental and very, very, very psychotic. Um, but as much as I loved him, I knew it wasn't healthy and I knew that he maybe probably didn't even love me. It was just like he wanted to hurt me. And, um, I think I just didn't want to believe that someone would want to do that to me. I just like I think if you're a good person, you just think no one's gonna do something bad to you. Like I do it all the time. I'm like, oh yeah, we can walk home at 4 a.m. nothing's gonna happen. Like I just I wouldn't do something to someone else, so why would someone do something to me? And that's kind of how I felt. I was like, No, there's no way he's actually doing those things. And I would read that a lot, like in books and on podcasts, I would hear other girls defending the abusive person, being like, No, that's not what he would do. He would never cheat, he would never do this because your your reality is extremely skewed because of this person because of all the gaslighting and belittlement you know he was extremely big into belittling me like I was telling my hairdresser I was like all the time he would take he would say like the worst things to me like the worst things like um he would be like oh you're not a real model I only date real models and you're just an Instagram model and like all the time when I'm out, people are like, are you a model? Like, people ask me that, and I'm, I don't think they're asking the Instagram version, not that one's better than the other, but, like, I mean, it's just a weird thing to say. It's, like, and then he would call me, like, the hottest person ever. It doesn't make any sense. Um, Maybe not verbatim, but he would say, like, compliments, you know, and for you to, like, shit on your partner and kind of belittle everything about them and then go, and it, it was just push and pull, the abusive cycle, and that's not what love is, and It's so, it's honestly probably like, like the most painful thing I've ever gone through because I just kept wanting to fight for it. Like I just kept wanting to like, I just think, kept thinking, no, I'll make this work and I'll make him see that what he's doing is wrong and that we can have a normal, healthy relationship, but he wasn't normal or healthy. And every therapist I've talked to is like, um, are you know, hello, And I know all of Instagram is sick of it. And that's one of the things about being in a toxic relationship is everyone starts to get really annoyed when you start taking this person back. Like they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear what you guys are fighting about when they've seen who this person is. They don't want to bring it up. They don't want you to bring it up and they're sick of it. So I would hide it. I wouldn't tell my friends or family. I got back together with him. I would just say I was in LA by myself and I would hide it. And hide it from social media and then sometimes I would sneakily post something just when I would get really really lovey-dovey in those highs and then a low would happen and then I would go and you know say shit and we would do shit to each other and what I've realized is that's not what love is it's like love is about one never going to bed angry and always like you have to always care about your partner you have to have them in your head no matter you have to put them over your ego you have to put them over your anger you have to put them over things that you judge they have to come first you and them have to come first, like your connection. And that was never, I was never prioritized. The connection was never prioritized. And it was, there was, it was doomed. It was like a car that was going to crash. And, um, you don't necessarily leave a toxic person when they cheat on you or when they yell at you or threaten to throw your TV, you know, and break the Airbnb TV and, and threaten to ruin your life and your family's life. And, Yell at you at the like shouting at you and try to throw all. He threw all my stuff out of a car and drove the car really fast and whipped it around. You know, I was terrified. One time he left me in an Airbnb in like the middle of nowhere in like a mountain in San Diego, and just abandonment and abandonment. It was like the word, and I think that was something I was always terrified of. I don't know if it's because I'm adopted, but I know I've never been dumped. I've never had someone actually abandon me and maybe in the back of my deep subconscious it was something I was afraid of and I attracted it but he just was routinely abandoning me and had no problem doing it like would just do it and then pull out block never talk to me and then resurface and act like nothing happened and I would be like you know extremely bruised from it you know emotionally and just let him right back in. I was letting him in when I was extremely vulnerable because I just wanted that love and that dopamine hit instead of just leaving the wound open and for it to start healing and not letting him come back in. Um, so you don't necessarily leave when you get in a fight or when they do something bad. I feel like you have to leave when you're ready or until, like in my case, my mom was like, he did you a fucking favor until they, they pull out, they leave, they ghost. And... Um, you know, he was a very, very, very insecure person, like probably the most insecure guy I've ever met. Um, extremely insecure about everything. And like other guys I would tell him about too, they were like, yeah, that dude's fucking mad insecure. And he would cover it by saying, no, like no one's more confident than me. No one's more alpha than me. No one's more secure than me. I'm the most manly man you'll ever talk to. That's like, you know, like textbook narcissist and if someone's telling you all this shit, they're the opposite of it. Um, every time I would try to say something, it wasn't like, let me listen to you. Let me, let's talk. It was like, no, no, I'm not that way. You're wrong. That's how you are. It was just abuse and abuse and abuse over and over and over and over. And I'm going to try not to like cry because it's just, it's, it's like, I've been carrying it around for a long time. Like, I've been on and off with this guy for a long time. And I got to New York City. And when I got to... Well, first I was crying on the plane. And I was in, like... I think I was on the aisle seat. Like, people could see. So I just kept trying to stop. And then when I finally get to the apartment, I just cried and cried and cried and cried for hours like i didn't even you know when it rains it just it's not supposed to downpour for more than like 30 minutes or like 20 minutes it's just like kind of over and done with versus a drizzle no i was downpouring and couldn't like just i felt like i was gonna puke and i was a wreck like a wreck um but my goal is so that nobody ever gets there. It's not for someone to feel bad for me or pity me because I already feel bad. <laughs> I'm already pitying myself. I don't need any more on top of that. I want to feel good. I don't want to feel bad. Um, So I don't want to stay stuck in like a negative, sad place. But I just want to cement it into girls' heads that if you're in a toxic thing, you have to, have to, have to, have to, have to get out of it. Like you have to. Um and i know you want to ignore all of your friends and your family and what everybody's saying and you want to believe that this person's a good person and that they love you because you believe deep down you're worthy of love like that that's your the good in you that sees the potential for you to have an amazing love it doesn't mean it's not possible it's just that you picked the wrong fucking person and um i know a lot of things to do right in a relationship and i learned things from this relationship of what not to do but uh, I can tell you that I'm such i I'm a strong person and I have no trouble leaving majority of the time. But that toxic shit is just, it's like, it's so hard to leave. It's, it's like almost impossible. And I'm telling you, it's not okay. It's not, it's just very, it's a lot. It's going to, it's going to require you to get all of your strength mentally, physically, like I'm exhausted. I can't eat. I haven't been able to sleep. It's been one or the other. Either I'm sleeping all day or I can't sleep. I can't eat anything. I, I literally have eaten probably 200 calories in the past like six days um, or five. I don't remember when it happened. I haven't been able to eat since it happened. And I thought that was going to last a day or two and we're still going. And um, I have no energy. I feel like someone just beat me up with a bat like over and over and over and over and over. And, um, yeah, so I'm trying to pick myself back up and love myself. I literally was hugging myself and I was saying like, it's okay. Like you, you're going to be okay. Self soothing. Like that really does help me because I feel like you just, you don't want to believe that someone's like, doing all this to you. So you don't like when you finally validate it, you kind of start to lose, loosen your grip on that you loosen your grip on that person on the connection you start to let go because you're like okay there isn't this person there to fill the void but i can fill my own void with my own self-love and just start to repair and build myself back up and yeah i saw like the potential in the relationship which i think i don't know it's dangerous because i just kept thinking like if he'll just hear me and we can communicate. I was like, if we just have a weekly or nightly meeting and we just talk things through, we're fine. We're going to be fine. We're going to like, I was so convinced that I could fix it. And you cannot fix an abusive person. You can't, no one's can fix them other than themselves. But you know, 99.9% of the time an abusive person that's from childhood and deep rooted shit. Um, and also insecurities and obviously it's more likely that the guy is going to be abusive and that sucks but that's just kind of how it is um it doesn't not happen with girls but i definitely think it's pretty much like he's like a textbook narcissist sociopath you know that type of thing um so yeah uh and then another thing i wrote down is that like a lot of it was about control my mom was like this is all about control for him and he wanted to control everything and he used to get really offended when I would say that and super defensive like not even entertain the thought that he was controlling Mm. which is a red flag you know if you're really really triggered by something and you won't even like look at it I think that means you kind of deep down know that you're guilty of it um but yeah he was extremely 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 controlling and you know they want like the really hot model but then they don't want that person to have any confidence or ever get attention or use social media or you know like it doesn't make any, like the math ain't mathin it doesn't make any sense um And he wanted to control everything. And your self-esteem will plummet if you stay in this type of relationship. Which, if you know me, I'm all about confidence and self-love. And I found myself like I went through like a fucking tornado. That's how I felt. I felt like I went through a tornado. And you know what's weird is that I was thinking is that when I lived in New York before COVID, it was so easy for me to dump guys and not put up with shit. Because I was very, very in tune with myself. I was extremely confident because I was just grinding and being by myself I didn't need anybody and I think that in a very fucked up and weird way later on like during the end of 2020 when I met my ex or 2021 beginning of 2021 I had started to kind of just be more loosey-goosey with like my self you know like my extreme like type a structure with myself I was definitely out with my friends more and more like outgoing and kind of like was less intense and I think that that's one of the reasons I let this guy into my life is because I was less um if it if I had met him in 2020 he wouldn't have lasted a day like I would have ghosted him the first day um but I became like nicer I guess I don't know but I don't know if that's good or bad but I do I do notice that when I met him the things I normally would just leave like those red flags I wasn't doing and um I think maybe I just wanted to be that type of girl that could be in a relationship because the person before me like that person that I was before just didn't have time for bullshit I would just dump immediately and um that's why I wasn't ever in relationships I just had like the second they did something wrong which is also isn't good either because I was really quick to like block and I find myself doing it now too. Like whenever I'm, me and my ex take a break, I kind of do the same thing. I go back to being really rigid because I'm so traumatized from this toxic, abusive relationship that I just kind of like don't want to allow myself to be vulnerable again. Um, but yeah. So, huh so another ro- note that I wrote down is that you have such low self esteem during this like toxic cycle that you crave the dopamine hits of the love and when is the next high going to happen so i think that's kind of like highlighting guys like why addiction of toxic relationships is what it is like i feel like everybody's like why is this girl going back to this guy whenever we see it in movies or your friends or whatever it's like why are they going back it's because of this high and low situation and they become like your dopamine um I used to tell him like when I cuddled with him, I felt like oxytocin, like I felt really good. I felt better. And I felt like when I was with him all the time, I felt good. I felt like, like, you know, I felt happy, those happy hormones. But the second he wanted to fight or I fight, it wasn't normal fighting. It was like extremely, extremely toxic. And I, like I said, I wanted to fix it. I knew it was wrong. I was like, we need to fix it. We both need to want to fix it, but both people need to want to fix it. If you're in a relationship you can't be the only one wanting to fix something if they don't want to do it and if they don't decide to change you're just going to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again it takes actual effort like you have to start doing things you have to have concrete things that you're going to do to change the dynamic otherwise it's going to be history repeating itself over and over and over it's not rocket science and he didn't want to like do that i think a lot of people don't want to do the work because they don't want to see parts of themselves that are not good Or that they don't want to work on. And I have no problem doing the work. I have no problem putting in effort. You know, I know I make an amazing partner. And I know, like, I know I have what it takes. And I also do know, like, you know, what everyone tells me. Like, you deserve way better. Like, oh my god, he wasn't shit. Like, you were so out of his league. Every single thing that I've heard, I know. But my heart was obviously, like, invested in him. So, like, my brain knows it. I'm not stupid. But um, my heart was super... Invested in him. (sighs) Okay, so I'm going to tell you some stuff that doesn't work and what does work with dealing with heartbreak and toxic breakups and all that stuff. So, what does not work is going back to that person because, like, I know he just would do the same thing to me over and over. He'd get in fights, and for me, like, i need somebody that understands like i don't want to be abandoned i don't think anybody wants to be abandoned but i really don't i hate it i hate when someone ignores me or just like i just don't like it and um i'm not trying to be controlling i just i just that's my issue and like i was listening to this thing and it was like the right partner like this one girl well it's not a girl it's olivia colpo you ever heard of her she was saying that um so her boyfriend's christian McCaffrey. he's like a football player he's like eight years younger than her get it um but anyways she like uh, was like she had to have her she wanted him to turn the location thing on on his phone so that she could see where he is all the time because her ex-boyfriend cheated on her a lot and was really really abusive and she didn't not trust him it was just this like issue that she had like she wanted to trust him but because of the prior issue of like PTSD in this past relationship, It was kind of like, you know, like she kind of needed that. And the right person won't be like, no, I'm not doing that. Because if they're not doing anything, they won't care. And they won't see it as controlling. They'll see it as like, okay, this person just, they need extra reassurance. Like everybody has different shit. Everyone has different baggage. Everybody. No one's going to not have baggage. Everybody has something. So if you're like, oh, this person has too much shit. The next person's going to have shit. You just have to, if you really like that person, you're going to deal, you're going to, you know, do the things. And like being able to talk about those things and what she was saying that she does with her boyfriend. I'm like, okay, this is what I need in a person. Like being able to talk with each other and even like pray together. Like those are all things that I, I'm not even that religious. Like I definitely like pray to the universe, but having a partner that wants to like do those things with me, the deep work is super important for me. And it's like, that's what builds the foundation of a relationship. It's not fucking like, it's obviously very important, but like It has to be built on more than that. And otherwise, you're just going to crumble. And um, so in my case, like, I really can't be abandoned or ignored. It just isn't, like, if you're mad, I don't know, you have to, like, talk or just say, hey, like, you can just say, hey, I don't want to talk right now. I'm just kind of upset. And I'm like, okay, like, that's fine. Like, as long as things are, like, said, I'm fine. But the ignoring and abandonment, I just it makes me go crazy and i noticed like when i was talking to a therapist like what made me really like like get angry or flip out was when he would abandon and no one should do that i mean like if you're gonna break up with someone and ghost them i guess that's fine like you can't tell someone not to do that but he would do it and come back and like you know he would do it as like a a pull out like a defense thing i know some guys are like avoidant attachment and that's what they do but if you know that you have like abandonment issues or something like that, then you probably shouldn't date someone with a ab- avoidant attachment. You should date someone with secure attachment, right? The attachment styles. Um, so yeah, that was like for me, like honestly, like a really, really like if that had been different in the relationship, because that was like an underlying theme, and I just never wanted to say it because I was embarrassed that you know I have this like issue of like being abandoned, but. The right person will be like, oh, my God, of course I'll do this. You know, like, they're not going to be like, no, I'm just going to block or ghost you and I'm bad. It's like, okay, no, what are you in middle school? Um, Yeah, and he's 30. So I'm like, this is so embarrassing for you. Okay, but anyways, um, so what not to do and what to do. So the first thing is do not get under somebody. And I've had the opportunity to, like, go out and hook up with guys and... Honestly, I can't even, like, stomach it. Like, the second I start talking to a guy or entertaining it, outside of joking, I'm just like, no, I'm not actually going to meet up with you. I'm not going to go out to dinner. I don't want to go on a date. I know it's like I need to eventually do it, but, like, we broke up a couple days ago. So, Um, right now, uh, my heart is so raw. It's, like, it's raw. I, f- I feel, like, the embodiment of the word heartbroken. Just it feels broken. So I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to go on a date. Cause I will probably cry or I'll just be a wreck. Um, and I don't think it's the right thing to do, like get under someone to get over someone. Cause you're just going to feel more lost. You know, you're going to, it's not the right thing to do. Um, so that's the first thing. Don't go out and try to like, hook up with someone else just to replace the void or you know you want affection like everybody wants that everyone wants to cuddle and have affection and fuck and all that stuff obviously you're gonna have it again so you're never gonna have it again um but in the meantime you have to be able to like do the work and honestly this is gonna be like the most the hardest part of this is you have to let yourself be hurt and it's gonna fucking hurt you know like dude i hate crying and i honestly until i met this guy i don't think i ever cried like, I'm not a crier, I don't cry, I never, like, my parents, like, are, like, this kid never cries, um, just not, uh, at least not over boys, okay, never really was that way, and then when I met my ex, I would, when we would fight, I felt it was such a triggering relationship, like, it, it was, like, bringing out really deep stuff that nobody had brought up, and, like, a lot of it was, like, the abandonment stuff and also insecurities, like, where every other guy wanted me to be confident. And, like, they loved that I was confident. They loved that I, they would be, like, you're fucking perfect. And he just wanted to, like, I don't, like, traumatize me. So, um, yeah. So, wait, what was I saying that one for? I forget the tip for that one. But you have to, one, don't get under someone. Two, I shouldn't have started reading this. Um, I don't remember where I was going with that. Totally lost my train of thought. But anyways, more things that you should and should not do. Okay, so, oh, feel the things. Duh. Um, you have to be able to, like, sit with your emotions, right? And if you're gonna be sad, which you are, um, you have to let it come. I know. It fucking sucks. Dick. It sucks. It fucking sucks. And it's, like, the worst type of pain because nobody's really gonna, like, fix it. Like, Like in the past, this person would fix it, right? Like, you would be with them, that would fix it. But if you're trying to break up with this person, you, you can't let them fix it. Because they're the ones that broke it in the first place. So, um, that was it's honestly been the hardest part, is the emotion. Like, I just don't like dealing with emotions. It makes me super uncomfortable and... I hate it, it's it's painful as fuck, and I think I just don't like things, I'm very impatient, so I want things to get better immediately, and um, it's just one of those things where you feel like shit, and you have to like find silver linings and things, like you have to find a way to like, I don't want to say distract yourself, but like keep yourself focused on the right things um, that are for your future, versus just random distractions like drinking or something like that um which by the way I did the first night the first night that we broke up I was like oh, that's it I'm getting shit-faced and I don't ever drink and so yeah it was very out of character but I was like I literally could not sit with my heart like I couldn't allow- I like did not want to be conscious I said I want to get as fucked up as I can get because I wanted to like, get like blackout drunk and I didn't because like I just don't like alcohol so I like got like a shot down and then one drink but I still, like, was, like, the next day I was, like, I was kind of mad at myself because I just don't like alcohol and I don't ever want to use it for, like, a reason like that. But it just goes to show that, like, in that one little moment of weakness, I felt very, like, wanting to numb myself from it because it was just too, like, it was too painful for me to be awake and deal with it. Because let me explain how we broke up. Basically, we got in a fight on the phone I said one thing like I said a, a comment about something and then he hung up and texted me and said I can't be with someone who thinks something like that bye and if you want me to tell you what it was because I feel like now I should just tell you um he said something about having a threesome with two girls and I was like fuck no and I said okay if we have a threesome with two guys I kind of threw it right back at him and um he has said before that if a girl like wants to have a threesome with two guys he'll never talk to her like he thinks it's like he thinks it's very extreme thing about a lot of stuff, like, and I don't like to be like this, but he is Persian, and I do know, like, when I say this to, like, other people, they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, but I know, like, anybody can be controlling, anybody can have, like, extreme things, and everybody's entitled to their own preferences, like, I wouldn't want to be with a guy that, like, killed somebody, I would just leave, right, like, that would just, that would be the end of it. But his is obviously rooted in like some sort of insecurity or um yeah not that like having a threesome either way is good I think both ways are bad in a relationship at least I don't think I just wouldn't have a threesome in a relationship in a committed relationship I'm not having a threesome with a guy or a girl because that person's my person I'm not giving anyone else attention I just think that's respectful and I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to fuck someone else zero desire Um, and I wouldn't want him to give his attention to someone else. So it's just like, no, it would never, sorry, if you want a threesome, we wouldn't work out. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you're single, go ahead, whatever, do whatever you want. I personally never had a threesome with two guys, but I, if I had to pick between having a threesome with a girl or a guy, I guess I would pick a guy. But honestly, that sounds like a little too porny for me. It's a little too rough. It's just the only one I can like think about. I can't like think about having a threesome with a girl because I'm just not really, into that at all um but like neither i just like regular sex so um sorry it's like tmi but that's why we got in a fight and then he just after that that was in, that was like the most whorish thing he'd ever heard because i threw it back in his face and um that's why we broke up and i'm not kidding you after that i'm blocked on everything and if someone blocks me like i'm not gonna reach out like i'm just like all right that i don't know what to do because like i said the abandonment thing i'm also i'm a girl like i believe a guy's supposed to reach out i in in general like i just don't text people first i don't initiate stuff because i don't want to feel like i'm bothering someone and i don't want to be like i just feel like the guy's supposed to do it um and <laughs> girl if they wanted to they would there's so many ways for someone to reach out to you like let's say you blocked a guy right if a guy really wants to talk to you, it's not that hard. They can make a new number. They can make an email. They can make a new Instagram. They can make a Twitter. They can make any. They can reach out to you. It's not hard to do. So if you're like, oh, it's because I blocked him and he won't try to get a hold of me, it takes two seconds. If he's that lazy, then you're right. He doesn't really like get get yourself a better man. Um, but yeah, it's like one second of like hurting your ego to talk to this person versus like not hurting your ego if they're that much of a pussy do yourself a fucking favor and keep him blocked um because i blocked him after this i was like okay well if you're just going to abandon me because of one thing i said and not talk about it or say hey i'm really mad i cannot talk to you right now even something like that then um like i'm like you're fucking crazy and it was literally like we have spent the past like 6 months together like every day And just to go from zero to, or from a hundred to that is crazy because it's like, who the fuck was I dating? If they can just, or do they ever even like me? If they can just leave that quickly, I don't give a fuck what you say about respect or anything like that. Like if you really love somebody, you're going to make it work. You're going to talk. You're going to make it work. And um, that was not, that was obviously like, it was a very clear indicator that this person did not care. So I was like, okay, I know what I need to know. It fucking sucks, but I'm not going to stay in this anymore because if that's all it takes, like, I mean, why would I want to be in a committed relationship with you if you can't even, like, that? that's, ext- like, good luck. Um, so uh, that's where I'm coming from. That's my story. It's 40 minutes in. Um, and I haven't vented about it yet, so I guess maybe that's why this was so long. I haven't really opened up to my friends. I talked to a therapist a little bit but I hadn't even really processed it when I talked about it and I I think I thought we were just going to end up talking later that day and then we didn't so I was like okay this is like a real breakup um and then ever since then I've just been trying to put myself back together okay so back to what works and what doesn't work so like I said making yourself prioritize on stuff that will help you for your future whether it's a workout whatever for me I mean, I work out every day. That's not really hard for me to remember to do. But um, what I'm trying to do is be very nice to myself. I'm not someone that likes to watch TV or relax or sleep or chill. So I'm like, all right, you can watch movies if you want. You can go to bed early if you want. Um, I've been playing like games on my phone because I found that social media has been a little bit too triggering for me. Um, I... Uh, i'm not looking him up that's another thing well i kind of can't because i don't even like we blocked each other so i don't have his instagram and i don't make burner accounts and shit like that so and i wouldn't want to it would honestly like i it would trigger me too much and yeah so before i would do shit like that and i would just go and like look and I just it will literally hurt me too much. Like I know what will hurt and I know that will hurt. So I'm just not doing it cuz I know he's like following a million new people, shit like that. I'm like I don't want to see it. And I just don't want to be reminded that I didn't mean anything to this person. So don't look them up because you're going to read into it and you're going to hurt your own feelings and like like I said, if they want to talk to you, they will. If they don't, then you need to move on. Um and so other things that were for me i said being really nice to myself um one of the things this is just personal like i said i haven't really been able to eat um so trying to force myself to eat something but like honestly like i ordered this like chicken bowl and i ate one bite like one little bite of chicken and i'm like okay that's what i could eat today so that was probably like 60 calories or something or 30 calories we got it in you know (laughs) I don't know what else to say but I've had zero appetite and um yeah like this I I gotta I'm just trying to listen to my body like don't force yourself to eat really if you can't I just tried to provide myself food and be like hey eat it and my body just like isn't allowing me to do it so and I like researched why like you can't eat after like something traumatizing and I think it's because like there's some I think it's like cortisol or one of those hormones is like being released and it suppresses your appetite you're in like fight or flight so eventually you're not going to be in that anymore so try to do as much self-soothing as you can to counteract that anxiety hormone that's being released that trauma you know but right now I just can't eat um so maybe there's something for you but just whatever like you find yourself it's like not the normal for you like normally you can have a normal appetite and normal sleep if it's not normal don't be mad at yourself just try to accommodate yourself during this phase of it um okay and then like also like for like work i guess because i work for myself but i have a ton of people that work for me i've tried to like be a little bit open about it i've tried to be like hey i'm going through just like a really bad situation and um i may not be as responsive and i just i'm just trying to let you know like that's and i that's just trying to like tell people and not really get into details um and also like talking to friends and family talking to a therapist honestly that helped me so much and like listening to anything that's like helpful about it like podcasts youtube and taking notes and reading books um, it's, it speeds it up a lot because you can you don't feel as alone and you feel like you're starting to like move the needle and like move it towards healing and becoming whole again. Um, so yeah, other than that, I want to say if you are heartbroken, the first thing to know is that it just means that you love that person a lot and you are capable of loving. So like something I like to think about is like at least I. Like, you know, this person definitely didn't deserve my love, but at least I know that I can love and that I got the experience to do it. Um, and that the right person, like imagine like you ro- can love the wrong person this much. Imagine how much you're going to love the right person, you know? And there's like lots of self-soothing things that I'll like say to myself, like the best days haven't happened yet. And the best is yet to come, like trying to find those things that make me feel really good when I think about and say, and just kind of affirm and um also like talk to you guys you know like i try to like do this fine line of like sharing my life but not oversharing and helping um but yeah i love you guys so much thank you for listening to this insane shit show of an episode i hope the next episodes really positive i hope you guys got stuff out of it and i hope if you're in a toxic relationship or abusive relationship get yourself out and there's also resources if you're going through physical or just emotional abuse um the women's abuse number let's look it up because i want to make sure i give you this okay the national domestic abuse voice violence hotline is 800-799-7233 and sms you can text start START all caps if you want to just text um to 88788. And there's also a website and you can chat on there. Um you also have my DMs which are always open 24/7 if you want to you know vent about something or you want to know if someone is toxic or abusive but I will tell you if you are asking yourself is this abuse it is. I know you don't want to believe it is. I know it I know how exactly how it feels. And it sucks, but you know, like it's better to find out, like what did someone tell me? It's better to find out now than when you like move in or like have like actual commitments like marriage or kids. Like, thank God I didn't let him get me pregnant. Like I would have been tied to him forever, you know? And um it sucks to go through heartbreak because it is just so it's just one of the worst pains ever. But um I just try to remind myself that hopefully this is the only heartbreak I go through. Like I'm hoping I don't go through this again. And if anything, it'll make me stronger and I try to just see the tests in it and know and also the other thing I really want to stress this is you're going to have like a million moods in a day. That's something I've realized. I try to like observe myself versus like analyze and critique myself. I'm trying to be more of like an observer and I've noticed that like I'll go through different moods throughout the day where I'm like excited to be single and then I'm like, oh my fucking god, I want to start crying. Like and then I get angry at him and then I'm sad and like, I feel a lot of different moods and that's completely normal. And it's just a change in your life. So yeah, there's some adapting you got to do and it, you just have to be kind of like considerate to yourself during this time and just let the storm pass. Okay. I love you guys. for are running out of time. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Keep your vibes way, 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 way up.